Hello and welcome to the Fire Up Podcast. I'm your host, Deborah Trapin. I'm so thrilled to share a new mini-series here on the podcast called Spill the Tea. Join Molly McKinley and me for conversations about being intentional and confident in uncertain times and beyond. Molly is the CEO of Intentionalities and host of the Afternoon Tea Podcast. So in honor of our shared love of tea, pull out your sassiest teacup, brew your favorite tea blend, snuggle into your coziest spot, and listen in on this hour of togetherness. Get ready to hear us sharing ideas too, best practices around, and of course, highlighting our favorite people, brands, and initiatives, positively serving humanity, and sprinkling joy over their slice of the galaxy. Without further ado, let's spill the tea. You're now live, it says. Hello, world. It's Tuesday. It, is the, it is the final Tuesday of September 2020. And it is the second Tuesday of fall. Hmm. Because we missed... When I was out last week, it was the autumnal equinox. That's yeah. Uh, so yay, welcome everyone. What's everyone up to? Goodness sakes. I feel like I've lived a year in the last week and I'm I'm, ex- I'm exhausted. I'm supposed to feel rested and rejuvenated, but I, I simply don't. I'm, I'm not gonna fake it. There is no faking it till I make it. Well, it's good that you're, on, you're owning it, right? I mean. Yeah, there's there would be no other way uh, it would be, it would be inauthentic. And that is the antithesis of what we're, what we do at Spill the Tea. Oh, so let's see. We have so many things to talk about and I'm so ready for breathing. So do you want to kick us off with some breathing before we jump into all the things? Yeah, actually, um, so today's breathing is actually we're going to combine um, with a mudra, and mudra is um, essentially yoga of the hands. Um, and I am in a different location today. Um, I'm in a space in, in Durham, North Carolina. So um, just in case you're wondering where the heck I am, um, but we're going to take our hands. So if we bring our prayer hands together, um, we're going to basically roll the thumbs. So we're connecting the thumbs and then we're rolling the tops of the hands together in this wheel, right? So thumbs roll around the the backs of the hands, pinkies touch, hands touch, and then continuing this. This is called the the Lakshmi wheel. Okay. I'm sorry, the what? The Lakshmi. Lakshmi is a Hindu goddess um, of prosperity and she breaks through stuff, right? So the The mythology of Lakshmi is that she was born of the sea um, and and basically came through um, a milky, foamy sea. And so she helps us um, break through stuff and find our prosperity. So this Lakshmi wheel, right, it takes a lot of uh, concentration to do this motion. And so for the podcasters who aren't able to see us, again, thumbs, then roll, ring, um, you know, index, middle, ring pinky finger so we're rolling on the backs of the hands are connecting and then into our prayer hands thumbs connect index finger middle finger i'm just going to say it if you are listening to this on the podcast wait until you can go to the video <laughs> because you have to do it it feels so good 
Yeah, it's I can't even imagine trying to figure out how to do this without watching you, Molly. I know, right? So we're rolling this beautiful mudra here, and we're doing it right at the heart center, right? So we're breaking through any clutter, any any crap, any debris that we may have, you know, built up in the heart. And now just closing the eyes, bringing your awareness to the very tip of your nose and just start to continue this Lakshmi wheel with the mudra and then breathing in slowly, completely through the nose and then exhaling through the mouth. Inhaling fully, completely through the nose and exhaling through the mouth. And one more big breath in together and exhale completely through the mouth, let it go. And then just shaking our hands and letting it go. So again, starting to connect the energy of our heart to the energies of our breath. And we're releasing and we're breaking through stuff that no longer serves our highest purpose. Um, and so that is pretty appropriate for our conversation today. I love that. You know, I, I sent you uh, maybe three or four weeks ago that inversion, that yoga inversion bench, whatever. Yes. Uh-huh. It's called like a table-ish. It's like a stool table. Yeah. Yeah. It's very strange. I, it's, yeah. it's like a, uh, I don't know. It almost reminded me when I first saw it of, did you have kinney shoes where you were? Of what? What kind of shoes? Kinney, like kinney, K-I-N-N-E-Y. Maybe. It was like a big deal. It was like kids' kinney shoes. I think they sold adult shoes, but it was like you were very special to get a pair of kinney shoes when I was a kid. And it reminds me of those little stool things that the guys would pull up when they were getting ready to kind of like size your shoe, to yes. size your foot. It's yeah. reminding me of that. Anyways, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I have been watching some of the videos trying to figure out like, do I really want to get this? And one mm -hmm. of their... Um, one of their teachers, one of their yoga instructors is this super vivacious, curvy woman. I, her name escapes me. It's something like Tish or Trish, something like mm -hmm. that. Anyways, she is it's life. Like mm -hmm. I love to watch her do it because she isn't this teeny tiny five foot, you know, 80 pound Asian gal doing mm -hmm. these wild moves, right? Like <laughs> If she can do it, I can do it. Like that's how yeah, I feel. I love right? it. yeah. It's that I, if I see someone doing it, I know I can do it too, right? Mm -hmm. Anyways, she is all about the breathing. Like, yes. She totally reminds me of you too when she talks people through it. And she, I did this one yesterday and it she was like, and if you have sounds that need to come out, just like let them out on the exhale. And she's like, Bleh. and she was making me sound and I was like, yes. Yes, I have sounds that need to come out. Right. Such a, it was such a great reminder that, you know, um, when we are breathing and when we are exhaling, like that is our opportunity to shake some of this stuff that's yes. stuck in there and just get that crud right out. And, yeah. and it was just, it reminded me of you. And I'm like, I need to remember to tell Molly that tomorrow because it was so good. And all the comments under her video were exactly what I'm saying to you, which is she's, um, she's, very calm and how she explains things. And she kind of uh, gives permission to make it your own, which I think is huge. Yeah, well, and what's beautiful about that from my perspective is that it is this moment where, you know, we have been trained or taught that we can't um, make those sounds, right? That we have to be polite and demure. And we really have given a piece of our power away through limiting our voice. 
And so like, there's a breath actually, I think of you called lion's breath and it's, you throw out your tongue and you breathe out and you roll your eyes up and it's like, that's it. Right. And like, I remember the first time I did it, I was looking around the yoga studio, like, oh my gosh, you've got it. Is anybody watching? And like, just felt really silly. And, you know, now I'm just like, go for it, you know, because it is kind of like when you, I have this quote that I have written on my, in my home office that basically says that you are in your full power when you don't care what others think. Mm-hmm. And that caring too much uh, is what actually I think holds us back. I agree. I, I hope my mom is either watching or watches the replay because I, I don't know if I've told you this, but I had to have been in the early nineties, I guess, late eighties, early nineties, but there was a woman, her name was Gree or something. And she was the first person I'd ever experienced with aerobic breathing. Mm. And she did, like we, my sister, my mom and I would literally be in the living room. Now I think, I wonder what my dad was thinking. Like what has happened to my women? (laughs) Because we would do the whole thing that like the breathing in and that extreme aerobic breath that kind of almost pulls in your organs, pulls yes. them up and kind of moves them around inside yes. your rib cage. Yeah. And it feels so like it took weeks for it to feel normal, right? For your body to yeah. go, oh my gosh, what's happening in there? Um, but whenever, I think this is the second time you've talked about it on the show, I thought, I need to do that again. Because I remember, it's so funny when you're doing those types of things, when you're doing the aerobic breathing or when you're working out consistently or when you're when you're doing it and, and change happens incrementally, you, you tend to go, is this working? Like, yeah. Is this worth it? Does this, is this working? Is it really making a difference? Yeah. And, and it actually is, but because it's so such small little changes each day, it's hard to see it. And yeah. so now I look back and I look back at, you know, my hair and my skin, my body, how it looked. And, and I remember even just the, the energy that I felt, I'm like, I bet you that I had to do with that. I yeah. Bet <laughs> well, as a yoga teacher and, you know, what I have learned about pranayama and the breath practice is it's doing really two things. One, it is strengthening your nervous system, right? Because you're learning, you know, the whole system is connected. So you're strengthening your nervous system. Um, but that the breath practice itself is the fastest way because when you, to control your mind, because when you are focused on breathing, it is where your monkey mind is not spinning out. So it's a really wonderful way to pull everything in, your energies in, so that one, you're focusing and that you're also strengthening your nervous system. So, Well, um, and you know what's interesting? I feel like that message keeps coming to me, this um, slowing down, slowing down the mind. I was actually laying in bed last night and I, I haven't been wearing my, I haven't been wearing any jewelry. I haven't, I, this is the, I took a walk today and because last night before I went to bed, I checked my blood pressure, like my um, my heart rate. Mm-hmm. It was like 93. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I felt, it just felt like things were moving fast, right? Mm-hmm. I felt stressed. I felt mm-hmm. anxious. And so I thought, oh, I'm going to see what my my heart rate is. And, you know, my my niece, you might have seen this, but my niece is, is has evacuated her house. Yeah, I saw that. Her home. They just bought it. They just, they're almost finished with the remodeling. And now the fire, right? Yeah. And so my body has been feeling that. And I, after reading Mary Magdalene Revealed and actually listening to Megan Watterson in some of her podcasts, um, her podcast interviews, excuse me, her interviews, mm-hmm. where she talks about the body doesn't lie. Yeah. Like 
listen to your body, listen to your body. I thought, okay, I'm listening, I'm listening. I'm going to look at you. I'm gonna and I'm, then of course I go to the internet and I'm like, okay, what is a normal person's heart, like resting heart rate? Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, mine is high. Mm -hmm. All right. And so what do I do? I sat down and I started breathing and paying attention to my breath. And I was like, I'm, I'm a grown up. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you, you realize there's moments in your life where you don't, like, I wasn't freaking out about it. I was like, okay, I have everything within me mm -hmm. and everything I need inside me to help myself right now. Yeah. It was so cool about that though is so, um, years ago when my kids were little, they started having issues with some general anxiety stuff. And so went to some books about how to help kids handle anxiety and the parallels for the, um, therapies of breath work are the exact same techniques that we were teaching and learning in yoga. Because when you have an elevated rapid breath, right, you're actually sending that signal to your, you know, lower reptilian brain or whatever, you know, that you need to run. And it's, you know, that's preparing you that you, and then it starts that whole system of, you know, fight or flight. And most people live in that chronic state and have adrenal fatigue because, you know, their system is in this constant mode of stress. But if we can actually signal to our brain that you're safe, and one of the fastest way to do that is controlling the breath of those long, slow inhales and exhales, it actually does send that signal right back to the brain that you don't need to race um, and run up the tree or whatever that you actually are safe. So that's, I think, a leftover remnant from what I understand of our, um, our, the ancient brain, if you will. Yeah. Um, yeah. but our modern world, especially now it's triggering that same stress response. Um, even if we aren't necessarily in danger. Well, and what's so interesting is, uh, you know, obviously I'm a, a Megan fangirl big time right now. I'm just consuming everything about her, but when she yeah. tells the story of how she forgives her, she forgave herself because for so many years she was angry with herself and, and almost shame filled because when she was attacked as a child, she froze mm -hmm. and that she didn't realize that, that that is that we only hear about fight or flight, but freeze is also actually something that we mm -hmm. have learned and that the antelope against a, a you know, a leopard or a, a lion can, They've, they've learned after years of, of evolving and being prey, let's mm -hmm. be real, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> that, that they can trigger this, this um, what does she call it? She calls it uh, like death before we die, mm. right? And so it's it's a really, it, it's, it, it sounds kind of woo-woo, but it, it actually isn't. It's just how your, your, um, your adrenal system can shock your body into not feeling pain mm. and you kind of like have this out of body experience so that you can peacefully transition if it's your time, right? And oh, so- Oh, wow, I love this. I, I, I haven't heard that one yet. It's so, oh gosh, yes, it's so good. And and it, she was giving this example of antelope and I thought, isn't that so interesting? And then she mm -hmm. walks into the story that she told a couple of times about being attacked as a child at a friend's house. And you just think she carries, oh, she's been carrying that around for so long. And that once she went to the right therapist and heard the the right words that her soul needed to hear to heal that she could heal. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I love that, you know, we have amongst all of the craziness that comes with having the internet and social media and all the things coming at us. Mm -hmm. We also have the ability to, to learn things like that. Like when would I have ever learned that? When would I have ever heard the stories, you know, the campfire stories that, 
you know, 200 years ago would have only been told to a very small clan of people. Mm-hmm. And now here we are, you know, on the internet telling it to who knows how many hundreds or thousands of people will hear this over the lifetime of this video being posted. It's amazing to me. Amazing. I love um, that. Speaking, I love that. speaking of, which we haven't, uh, T, you announced something exciting last week. Yeah, I kind of released it just because I, uh, you know, wasn't sure and wanted to get it out there. And um, yeah, we on a previous episode when we had brought in Kama Thomas to talk about Black Lives Matter, she had shared with us a project that she was really passionate about. And that was helping, you know, younger girls who were affected by domestic violence um, through her nonprofit called Loving Me First. And that really inspired me. Um, And so we worked with Kama. She said, she told me her favorite type of tea was a green tea blend with a hint of peach. So we created a custom blend um, inspired by Kama um, called Equality. And we have created a giving loop so that um, purchase of the tea then can go back to her effort for loving me first. Um, So it's the entire cycle of, um, you know, honoring um, a sister honoring the thing that she's passionate about and really sort of, um, you know, I think what's awesome is it was an idea that we had just here. And so now it's live. It's it's born. Yeah. And I think it we've so be well, first of all, I'm sipping it. Yesterday it arrived in my mailbox and <laughs> it's I cannot tell a lie. I totally ripped the bag open. Normally, I like cut it open, and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna save this for something. I, no, I was like, I just ripped that sucker right open. I love it, and uh, I brewed it immediately, and it is so, so delicious. It is so smooth, and the peach, oh my god, wow! Yeah, I love it. It's like, yeah, we went through back and forth, lots of different blends, um, but yeah, that settled on that one. It was just the perfect. I think it's. I just. I like that it's smooth. It's the. It's actually our first tea that has caffeine. Um, with the, the green tea blend obviously has caffeine. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, I think there's a lot of heart in there. Um, yeah, so. I do too. There, it feels like a couple of, but yeah. not a lot of tea. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, fun. But- and it is very different, right? It's, it's, it is fruity. It does have caffeine. It's kind of fun because there's probably people who haven't stepped into the portfolio of intentionalities because mm-hmm. it is very herbal, mm-hmm. herbescent. What is the word? I don't know. Anyways, uh, very floral and and uh, things that aren't green or peach. So I'm hoping that it opens the door. I loved catching up on all of the comments underneath about people kind of saying, well, what about, could we do one for mine? Could we do one for mine? Yeah. And I thought, how perfect to kind of segue right into what we're talking about today, which is that we're, we're awake and present in this moment, right? Yeah. That's and that our past does not have the power to define our future. And because there was a point where you kind of lost, you did, not kind of, you lost the connection between why you launched intentionalities and what it became. And because of the conversations here, because of Kama opening the kimono and sharing about her organization and us all doing the life together, it lit something inside you. It did. That's, I think that's a beautiful way to say it too, because, you know, I don't know, I haven't really told the story very often, but intentionalities really was a dream, um, like an actual sleeping dream. I woke up one morning and I had seen the boxes and the blending the teas and the, the plant properties supporting the intention and sort of combining all of these things that I really cared about. 
And in that initial dream, each tea blend was actually then a giving loop to something that we cared about that was aligned with the intention. But, so why don't you share yeah. what a giving loop is? Yeah, so giving loop is actually some, or goodness loop. This is something that I'm actually gonna be talking about in my book, um, which is kind of exciting. It's where, um, and there's lots of ways that there can be goodness or giving loops. One is actually, which is what we're doing, is that we're aligning the intention with a cause and we're actually giving a portion of the profit. That is one way. Another giving loop is an example with, I used to have a company called Happykins and we made cloth napkins for kids. And with the cloth napkins, there was a selvage um, on each of the fabric cuts and we had hundreds of them. And so we ended up taking the selvage and creating snack packs, reusable snack packs, um, so that we would have very little waste. So that was giving loop number two or giving loop number one. And then the waste, the scraps then were taken by the Vietnamese multinerd women who were sewing our, um, our um, napkins and snack bags. And they were weaving them into placemats, into um, fabric bowls, into rugs. And then that was going back directly to a fund for their children's education. So that is where you're not just thinking about funds, but you're thinking about process. Yeah. Where do we have waste and who else could benefit from the waste? I wasn't managing any of the loops. I mean, I wasn't managing any of the um, the, the scrap pieces into the, um, you know, into the placemats or the rugs, but they were. So, and it was something that we could give them that they could then benefit from. And so we all have areas in our businesses where we are taking more than we are giving. And so a goodness loop is a hard look at understanding where those places of the business are and how we can contribute back to them. Oh, I love that. I'm dropping in the comments, asking people to share when you're listening either live or in the replay, if you have goodness loops in your business, I think that's that is it's such a beautiful way i mean especially when you've got a product that's using textiles or any mm -hmm. anything any physical mm -hmm. thing right like what is what happens to the parts that aren't included that aren't perfect that's it and every business has that right so even though like our bags are omni um compostable or something like that they're you know they're compostable our labels are not right and even though we have you know shipping boxes made from recycled materials, you know, it's, we still, that's pulling from trees, right? So we are going to give back to plant trees. Um, and, you know, we also on the box print on the bottom, like use this to store photos. Is there a second purpose for this box so that we don't just toss it? Yeah. Um, but I care about that because I don't want to be contributing to the landfills either. Um, yeah. And we are making products. Um, so it's just really, and I work with a supplier who only deals with um, organic ingredients. So even though we're blending them, so they're not organic teas because it, it doesn't follow the um, FDA criteria because we're, we're blending, the ingredients are. So we don't put that on our, our labels, but the ingredients are organically and sustainably farmed, which is which matters. Um, yeah. So well, the value of yours. And that's... It, that connects you to anybody who is drawn to your business, which I think is going to be for a lot of people when your book does launch that uh, it's going to help wake a lot of people up. Right. And, and see what they're doing right now and, and what, you know, what ways they're contributing ways that they can shift that and, and intentionally make better choices. Right? That's it. And a lot of times it just is about asking and just sitting back and, and looking at your, I think we, uh, 
Did we go away for a bit? I don't know. I just saw a three, two, one again. I know. I was like, oh. <laughs> I, I think the the lens, you know, and again, there's in the book, there's going to be, um, you know, some journal prompts and some things, questions to ask yourself so that you can really um, get to the heart of it all, right? Get to the meat. Um, but the question is, where am I taking more than I'm giving back? And is there is there something here, whether it's my space is not used after 5 p.m. and I could donate my actual physical space to a nonprofit or a, a girls who code situation where, you know, the space could be used more appropriately or, you know, it's, there's all of these ways that our businesses could actually richly give back um, if we're creative and, and asking the right questions. Yeah. I love that. Well, and in in today's affirmation, this week's affirmation, um, I kind of said it, but it is, I am awake and present in this moment. My mm. past does not have the power to define my future. And and I think that you can get, it, some people can get stuck if they think that it's only the decisions they've made for themselves that will get them stuck, right? Mm. Or that they've stepped off the path, like with intentionality. So it's not like, you, you scrapped the initial structure of the business. It's just that you weren't, when you were creating or thinking about creating new things, it wasn't with that goodness loop attached to it. And mm -hmm. that just because you didn't do it for a few months or several months doesn't mean you can't push, push pause, mm -hmm. reset, and launch a beautiful, delicious new tea that yeah. does, you know, respond and, re and directly connect to and honor the reason you, you launched. That's it. Right. And so I think that is, you know, and I had like three or four iterations of the intentionalities trying to get, uh, find a path to, to profit, right? Businesses need to be profitable. I have a family to feed, right? And so, you know, there is no shame in being a capitalist and, you know, aligning your abilities through business, right? But I was, because I had this need of paying bills, I kept pivoting, trying to find, you know, like, how can I make this you know, uh, uh, you know, profitable. And the truth of the matter is my profit ended up coming into play because people were want to pay me for marketing. And so adding intentional marketing into my mix, because that's what people want to pay me for. And actually it's the work that I enjoy fully too. Right. I mean, I love building brands. It's, it really sets me on fire. So adding that into this mix and now my tea becomes a product line and really the boxing is a shiny example of experiential marketing. So we kind of like unknowingly created a path to say, look, if you wanna connect meaningfully with your people, here's an example of one of the things, but let's put your spin and creativity on top of it so that we can really speak to your people. And yeah. now we're doing all kinds of custom boxes for a whole bunch of different people. And that business is going gangbusters. Now the goodness loop we're going to do with that is Stacy is uh, has been a special um, Olympics coach for years and has um, a special education degree and used to run group homes for people with developmental disabilities. So we're going to those folks have to have meaningful work to be able to live independently. So she's going to pull in her passion and purpose and help run you know, the uh, create work, right living work for people with developmental disabilities who are going to pick and pack for us. Um, and so she's doing something she's passionate about. We're giving back to the community and we're combining skills. That's another goodness loop, right? So, yes. yes. Well, and, and that was on your original vision board. It was, yeah. That, and it just, when, 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 when is it going to happen? When is yeah. it, it, will it happen? And now it is. Now it's happening. Yeah. So, but that's it, right? You know, but every area the business touches, it could be an opportunity to either um, 
you know, let put the space in more use, employ people who need it, you know, or, or whatever, right. Or just financially give back. So, um, but it, it comes in all different shapes and sizes. I love that. I love that. And I think that right now, you know, I, I, I started my post yesterday with, with the story about my niece and about how like, I, I wasn't, I think I said, I'm just not feeling moxielicious today. <laughs> you look moxielicious. It's, um, <laughs> you know, I think that sometimes we get, um, we get so stuck on affirming ourselves out of the feeling that we can feel like that feeling isn't right. Right. Mm -hmm. And one of the biggest things that I've learned in this tumultuous time, this where it's, it, it really truly does feel and is a daily what the actual fork is going on. Oh, like 100%. Fires and quakes and floods and disease and pandemics and deaths. It's like, what the heck? This is like revelations, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's the, it, it is the, we're experiencing the end of the world as we know it. Like who knows what, what tomorrow will bring, but where we've been is not where we can't go back there. I mean, we can't go back there. And that is, there are so many people who are devastated by that, right? They're, they're devastated by their, their need to um, pivot and, and shift and all of these things. And I was at a women's conference and the woman was like, we, we really need to, to use reimagine instead of pivot. Like mm -hmm. it, it pivot is well, well, let's just be real. It is kind of a masculine word, right? Mm -hmm. like, uh, uh, you know, you think it's definitely like, startup speak for sure. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And, and it is very, it feels, um, it feels very structured, like pivot, move like a gun, right? Like mm -hmm. move. Mm -hmm. And, and whereas reimagine is slow down, take some breaths, mm -hmm. you know, re reimagine, re-envision, you know, whatever your re word is and think about what you want the next step to look like. We need to stop trying to plan five or 10 years and say, what's the next step going to look like? How do I want to feel when I take my next step? How do yeah. I want to feel after that? And I think that there's a lot of people who have learned, you know, over the last few decades that if you don't have a five or a 10 or a 20 year business plan, your business is going under. And I feel like those people are more stressed out than the people who are living step by step. Yeah. I think the only caveat I would say to that is um, having vision, right? Like, mm -hmm. I think that you can make small steps and reimagine if you have a big vision of what the end could be, even if that is as simple as you know, you see yourself in a space with lots of people, you know, whatever that is. But I think when you, when you don't have a true, like a vision, yes. it's easier to get lost. Yes. Um, on the flip side, I'm in contradiction to what I'm saying, you know, I also, well, <laughs> because it is a yes and, right? Yes. There isn't a formula. Correct. That's the key yeah. is that, um, you know, so one, having a vision because it's so hard to, you can make micro decisions if you know what your North Star is. On the other hand, um, I totally forgot what I was going to say. What was I? Where was I going with that? We were you were talking about having a vision, like knowing maybe the maybe you were going down the if you know why you're doing what you're doing and you ultimately know what 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 you're seeking that making the tiny moves here and there it, it's that's a good thing as opposed to not having an end vision and yeah. just constantly reimagining what tomorrow looks like. You know, then then you're like that ship that starts off here and every you know, 10th of a degree, all of a sudden you're like on the other side of the world. 
Well, because that's just not how business works anymore, right? Because the rate of innovation is so great. You know, when I was in the old PR world, you know, 20 years ago, 25 years ago, like we would do annual plans for our clients, right? We would basically say, this is the course that we're set, you know, we're setting for this year um, because lead times were really, really long in print publications. So you really had to be organized and be pitching, you know, six months in advance. So you needed that kind of runway. Um, but now, you know, we work in sprints and you work in quarters and maybe if you're doing, you know, longer term planning. Um, but I think that the difference is in terms of, um, you know, being able to have that North star, that line in the sand that, you know, that these are the things that we will do and never do. And this is who we're building for and why it really does help bring that layer of intention that you won't have if you're just reacting. And we don't, what we're not saying is that you want to be reactionary, right? But you right. do want to be able to be flexible and, um, and drive based on um, where you know you're heading in the ultimate direction. Right. Well, I mean, this year has, has been a, an amazing experiment with that, right? I mean, people came roaring, literally, yeah. in case roaring into yeah. 2020 with these huge visions and it's going to be the new 20s and, and then, Nope. It is in its own way. It has been filled with miracles in its own way. It's been yeah. filled with lessons and pain and suffering and all, all of these things that would have existed without the pandemic. It's just everything's under a microscope. And um, we've experienced lightning size, lightning deep changes, right? Like just yeah. the core of, of who we are as a people. Um, but we've also seen, or maybe I was having this conversation with a, a girlfriend the other day about how it, I don't think anyone's values have changed over the last four years. I think we just now know what their values are. Yeah. Well, that's an interesting. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, well, that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I had this conversation with a very dear friend of mine who, you know, I, I adore um, last night, actually. And she was basically, you know, really upset because um, what her heart was hurting because she was like, you know, if we are in a world right now where if somebody if I disagree and um, it, we were talking about politics specifically, she's like, if I agree with this and you agree with this, like where people are right now, like is if you don't agree with me, you're out. I'm cutting you out, you know? Yeah. And she's like, I just hate that we're here. So to your point, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, like all of a sudden our world has gotten very, very divisive. But um, I think that I'm of the school of thought where it's like burn it all to the ground. Let's break <laughs> it all, smash all the freaking bases, all the boxes, because the only way that we're going to be free is if we can actually start over and build together. Um, because I think what's what I've witnessed coming out over the last really the year is the fact that the system isn't broken. It was actually built um, poorly. Um, it was built to um, to hold people back. And um, I, I'm just done being a puppet. So it wasn't built. It was built on a, a set of values that sound great, but their definition and who they were meant to cover and protect was hidden in plain sight. And, you know, I, this, this morning I gave my building your ideal lioness pride talk to, mm -hmm. uh, oh, it's, it's a local women's group, but the, of course mm -hmm. it was virtual mm -hmm. and 
the the woman who runs it, Jill, she's amazing. I mean, she's she's also on her uh, you know divine feminine path, and and she's working through things. She was raised Lutheran, and and so like the the just the weaving together of of who we are today, what we've experienced, what we've learned, all those things kind of coming together. And I talked about politics. Mm. I didn't in my talk in this exact example about like I, two women who were kind of in, well, one in particular who's in the, the Christian, but she's like in the revolting Christian side of things. Like she's tired of Christianese. Her, her name's Jen Hatmaker. Mm -hmm. um, and I love her. I mean, she's my, she's mm -hmm. a Moxie sister, right? I've seen her live when she comes and I've read all of her, well, not all of her books, but I've read mm -hmm. many of her books. I listen to her mm -hmm. podcast. She's great. Um, it, she announced she's getting divorced. Mm -hmm. And it is unbelievable what people who call themselves Christians say to people when they're going through a dark period. I know. I don't I, get it. It, it. it is mind blowing. So not only is she going through this, she posts the she posts something about um, RBG. Like, you know, I'm sure when you arrived, you heard well done, good and faithful servant. Right. And again, these people who claim to be disciples of Jesus, well, they actually don't say that about themselves. They call themselves Christians. They were attacking her. Like, how could this baby killer go to heaven? And I'm reading these comments and I'm like, why am I reading these comments? Yeah. You know, like, I'm literally like, why am I doing this to myself? But I yeah. realized as I was reading it, like, this is, I, I needed to read that because it fueled my conversation with this group this morning in that. What we need to understand is that when our values don't align, we have a choice to make. Yeah. We can either attack someone and try to force our values and beliefs on them, or we can live our truth out loud Yeah, and attract others who share those values. But we don't, you can't, you can't walk a path and say, I, I, I believe in goodness and love and do that. Like it's, it's so out of alignment, right? It, oh my gosh. Yes. And I'm, I'm sharing this with these women and I'm watching the, the chat room and I'm thinking, Oh my God, what is it saying? <laughs> like, you know, when you're giving a presentation and you can see things. Yeah. That's not a good thing. <laughs> oh God, I hope it's good. Cause I'm like, I'm going for this. Yeah. Right. Like I'm, I'm going for it because you know, it happened, it happened with Hillary women again, you know, women tearing each other apart yes. because of, of rumors about one one woman and how could you like and they were tearing each other apart yeah and telling each other not to believe what they believed uh, and then I shared the story I think that I may have tagged you in um, it was I had shared something around it was right after RBG had passed and I was asking people to send me or share like actionable items like act tasks that people could do like if people were feeling paralyzed by her death like yeah. oh my god what now right yeah. and they're swirling this was before you know 45 had announced who he wants to replace her and all these things and so i shared this one piece and i had somebody that follows me actually tell me basically try to shame me for using my moxie platform to push my beliefs and i thought this is so ironic like you're coming on my page you're coming on my page yeah and telling me what i believe is wrong what i'm posting is wrong and shame on me for posting what i believe on my page and this is this is where people get stuck this is where they sit and they they look at 
I, I posted that in the past. Now, if I do it again in the future, something bad's going to happen to me, right? This, but our past doesn't define our future. And that woman, I'm sure if I were to look, probably has unfollowed me. And I literally release her with love. Yeah. Because if she believes what she believes, if she believes what she typed, if she believes that, we're not meant to be connected. That's it. And you have to be free to let that go, right? And I think where people get screwed up is that they're trying to hold on that. And that is that idea of I have to please everybody or, and you just don't, you know? Well, and, and again, especially speaking into the women and anybody who knows a woman, (laughs) uh, this is something of us, half of the population, right? (laughs) Yes. And the other half knows us. So understanding this about uh, the way that women have been raised for generations being that um, the ultimate thing to be is happy and polite and, you know, non-aggressive in any way, shape or form Mm -hmm. to be quiet, to cross our legs, to take up as small space as possible. And it's not even that somebody's saying those things, but you're hearing cross Mm -hmm. your legs. Yeah. Not, they're not saying be small. Mm -hmm. They're saying be polite. Ladylike. Ladylike, yes. Ladylike. Be ladylike. And so as as we go through this, as we walk this journey, as we're walk, revisiting all of these affirmations, I can't wait to do it again next year. <laughs> I'm like, what right? are you going to tell us next year, right? Well, and, and we'll be like looking at them and having different conversations based on what's happening then, right? That's the idea of curiosity and growth, right? Yeah. Is that, well, new information yields a different lens. And that, that is okay. But changing my mind, I think this is where, uh, where I'd love to kind of end and, and meditate us out is that it's okay to change your mind. It's okay to grow. It's okay to learn something that shifts your perspective and think differently. Like that's okay. Mm-hmm. And it's actually a beautiful option if you can go into, and, and a mindset to go into conversations thinking, will this conversation change my set of beliefs. Mm-hmm. And, and instead of being afraid of that, being open to it, right? Being open to learning something new. Uh, and like a, whether it's politics or religion or whatever that thing is in your life that, you're, that you run from learning the other side, like open up to it because it's amazing what you learn. It's amazing. Even if it doesn't change your mind, it allows you to hopefully at least have a level of, of understanding right? Of of where someone else is coming from. Just because you don't agree doesn't mean you can't understand. Well, I can't imagine not changing your mind because as we live every single day, hour, minute, second, we're absorbing, taking in, processing new information. So it's not really possible to not shift in that if we're paying attention and present Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. taking new information. Yeah. Right. And actually, I just saw a quote this morning about from Einstein. It was basically saying that he had no particular, in no talent in particular, just an insatiable uh, curiosity. And I think that's what it's all about: is just being really, really curious about the things. And you know, when we're present and sitting with things, having um, curiosity about the people we're sitting with and where they're coming from and why their lenses see the way. Um, see that version of their truth and that doesn't disqualify our version of our truth it just means that we are seeing the same thing from different perspectives yes so good so good um all right i'm gonna leave you with a funny meme or a cool okay thing i love it uh, so 
one my friend, my my girlfriend, my sister Mia Voss, who I've invited you to come along with me to yes. Fridays with Frenchie, right? Yep, I have um, been there. She is she has taken on the persona of the mouthy activist. Like she's oh gosh, okay. all in. Like she okay. is in in her in her town, in her state, like she is meeting with the with, with the politicians, like she's going she's for owning it. it. Yes. And she is owning it. And it is so beautiful. Anyway, she she posted this hysterical gift today of this like this guy coming to maybe watch his kids game, but he like flips one of those telescoping um, seats open and sits okay. down. And mm -hmm. she's like, and the kind of the, the, the gist of her uh, caption was me anytime there's a political post, right? Like I'm coming in, I'm gonna sit down and I'm gonna have you part of this, right? And so we're all kind of surrounding her with other gifts and, and quotes and, uh, as the second I close out from, of course, posting a couple of golden girls gifts, because mm -hmm. those are the best go-to when it comes to girlfriends, um, this pops up on my Instagram feed and it says, did you know the key to confidence is acting like you belong everywhere, just like pumpkin spice? <laughs> <laughs> Amen to that, know, right? It was so true. Like pumpkin spices, I mean, like that it's like is into hand soap now. Yes, I mean, like the like pumpkin spice. Oh my gosh, I thought it was so funny. It's like that is, I you know, every once in a while you just need to laugh at mm. the crazy, and that is that. Hated me. Oh my gosh, <laughs> but, pumpkin spice. Well, I want to draw the line from what you just said to where we're going with this meditation mm -hmm. and you identified an archetype right like um the archetype of the um activist which she embodies and in the megan waters um podcast interview that you had sent to me you should drop that in there because it was really really good waterson one of the things that she said which was a huge breakthrough for her and i felt this in my bones when i heard those words coming from her mouth is that you know she and you know when she went on her pilgrimage to Mary Magdalene, it wasn't walking along with her; it's walking um, in her, right? So embodying, embracing right. that aspect, the characteristics of the Magdalene, right, is where she found her power. And a lot of times, as women, we our self worth inhibits that connection of embracing, embodying the characteristics of the archetypes. But um, there are these collective consciousness, these archetypal figures that arise um, that we challenge and that we embrace and embody at different points and different aspects of our life. Yeah. Um, and so our meditation is going to be exploring that and sort of meeting the archetype who, um, who we are working with today. Oh, I love that. The, uh, walk, to walk with me is to walk as me. Yes, to walk with me is to walk as me. Yeah. I, I was like... Yes, that is it. I, I ran into, I was, I was in the bathtub and I ran out and I was like, oh my gosh, I feel like I found um, words that I can hang my hat on for when my self-doubt creeps into my own mind yep. where, um, or my self-worth creeps into my own mind where I can just really linger on that note. So, yay. I know it's so good. She's so good. She's so good. It's just, it's so, she, she's, flowing, right? She's in her flow mm. when she's talking about it. So, all right, lead us, guide us. Let us all right together. Let's find that comfortable seat, pulling shoulders away from the ear, reaching 
from the crown of the head, finding an extra inch and rooting in the sitting bones. Focusing awareness on the very tip of the nose. Feel the air entering and leaving your body. Bringing your awareness to your mental screen, the space between the brows. We're going to allow our intuition and our subconscious to bring into this mental screen an archetype, an image of a woman or someone we may know. And we're going to begin to name and shape this form. Maybe begin to be present into what this archetype is, is bringing or representing for us. Does this figure have tools or gifts to share? What is the nature of this archetype? Maybe even naming the, the lightness or the good qualities of this archetype and then maybe even observing and seeing how that may present on the shadow or the darker side. And then asking the question of why, what do I need to know about this archetype in my life? And what message is there for me? And then take a big collective breath in together. And exhale release. And then just journal any kind of nuance, notation, anything that you may have seen. Um, and just, if it makes sense, it might. If it doesn't make sense, then just journal it so you can come back to it. I love that. I love that so much. I, uh, we, we talked earlier, I think it was yesterday, about Paul and Thecla, the story of Paul and Thecla. Oh my gosh, yes. And Thecla. I I was sharing this with, so after the main stage session, we had a workshop, kind of a talk it out, break out kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And I was sharing with these women about Thecla and about the experience of the lioness and about how her, the kind of the thread throughout her story is that she saved herself. Like she was not, never waiting for someone else to do what she knew needed to be done. It didn't mean that she didn't ask for help or ask or stand up for herself and say like, I want this. Um, but repeatedly she was told no, or told you are mine or, you know, whatever, like the, all mm -hmm. the things that were happening to her, it, at least in the folklore around her. Right. I, I, haven't yeah. read, I haven't read anything she wrote. I don't mm -hmm. know if it even exists. I know that their story exists, mm -hmm. but if we, if we can remember that when we journal, when we tell our story uh, back to ourselves, that's really what we're doing, right? We're saying mm -hmm. these are the thoughts that are coming that we have the opportunity to go back and look at them later. Yeah. And, and we have no idea who that will inspire in the future, right? It could be your great, great, great grandchild or great, 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 great niece down the way that you might never meet, but that reads this beautiful poetry that flowed out of you after a meditation. You're like, what is this? Like yeah. you could be feeding someone's soul you know, a century from now, 
mean, there, that's, that's, that's a kind of a, yeah. yeah, it really is. I mean, well, even with a guided meditation, I remember asking initially thinking like, well, where is this even coming from? Like, why is this form? Like where, what part in me? Like I must have this crazy imagination. Um, but what, you know, but we dismiss everything. And, you know, the older I get, the more I come to trust that what is in me, I have the answers already in me. It's just a matter of learning to trust it and also to cultivate it. Um, and so when these images arise in your mental screen, you can dismiss and write off because it's not what you thought or you should be expecting to see. Yeah. Or you can just journal and sort of trust the process that there is an unfolding that's happening inside. Um, and, and that's the source of power. Mm. And again, no one can take that from you. It's not. It's not outside of you. It's yeah. inside of you. Yeah. And, over and it exists for every single human being. Yes. Yes. I love that. Yeah. Oh, friend. Thank you. Thank you for another wonderful conversation. I love our Tuesdays. I'm looking forward to uh, next week. It's going to be October. Can you believe it? Oh, gosh. It's going to be officially Q4. I think it would be fun to, to talk about um, plans for Q4, like what you've got cooking up. I did see um, some stuff start to float out from Rate My Agent, which I'd love to yes. get into next yeah. week. And um, you know, just talk about the process of looking at the final three months of the year and, and what you're doing with your clients and, and that kind mm -hmm. of thing. I, I, I feel like it, that's, it's a good time for us to do that because we've got these three months to, I mean, that's a long, it feels like a short amount of time, but it's a good amount of time to get things done. So mm -hmm. uh, we look forward to seeing everyone here next Tuesday. And if, you know, as always, I know we don't say every single week, but it's always on our hearts that if there's something that you want us to talk about, you've got questions for us, feel free, drop them in the comments or send us direct messages. We love to hear from you. So uh, until next Tuesday, be well and have a, have a good one. Bye, guys. Thank you for spilling the tea with Molly and me today. It was our heart's desire to provide a lens for focus a place to uncover the opportunities that abound and create a moment to embrace grace and gratitude as we celebrate the beauty that is swirling all around us. To connect with us, head on over to our current collaboration site, moxieonfire.com and sign up for updates. That's moxieonfire.com. Let's all go forth and lead with love, trust, and faith.